Good morning, welcome back. We are studying in Hot Shabbat, the 29th chapter, Sefer Zemanim of the Mishnah of Rambam. This chapter deals with the Mitzvah Aser of Shabbat, which is Kiddush and Havdalah. Um, just a couple of words about Kiddush. So it's it's one of the it's one of the ten Tevarim, Zacholet Yom Shabbat Lekadesho, as we are going to see. Uh, and so it's uh, it's as essential to to the idea of Shabbat as Lo Ta'asecho Melacha, although it only takes one chapter. It takes only one chapter because it's pretty simple. The the notion of Kiddush is to separate Shabbat, to sanctify it, to make it clear, to do some acts to make it evident that for us Shabbat is a separate day. It's a day that's different and it's not the same as the Friday from which it begins, nor the same as the Sunday to which it goes. It's a positive and affirmative commandment from the Torah to, to sanctify, to separate, to, to make sure, to, to make it evident that it's different. Shabbat with words, bidvarim, with words. So the mitzvah from the Torah is to do it with words, to do some action or, or to say some words about this. Because it says... One of the ten devarim, uh, specifically the ones in Itrona, the ones in Beit Hanan. And Zachor, the word Zachor in Hebrew doesn't mean to remember, to remember something in the abstract, but it rather means to commemorate, to do something that brings about, that expresses a memory. That is Zachor. Kilomar, Zuchrehu Zechirat Shevach Vekidush. As if to say, commemorate it in a way that praises it and sanctifies it, brings it above the rest of the week. One must do so when Shabbat begins and when Shabbat ends. When it begins through the Kiddush of the day, saying that this day is holy, is different, is sacred. And as it's coming out with some statement saying that what has just ended is not the same as we are just we are commencing right now. This is the the, the the formula of the Kiddush. Hayom doesn't mean from the daytime, but it means the, the Kiddush of the day, the sanctification of this seventh day of the week. Blessing you are, uh, Hashem, our Lord, the Eternal King, the one who has, who has sanctified us. So first and foremost, we understand that we are different. Am Israel is different. How are we different through the misvot? And Asher Kiddushan by the way, is very formulaic. It, it's uh, in many, many berachot. Verasabanu, he has chosen us. And that sort of follows the history of Am Israel. The first thing that happened was Bore Olam, uh, he, he, he implied that we are different by selecting us from within Misraim. Then he Shows us, and that's when he offered to Moshe Rabbeinu at Har Sinai, Elia Devarim Asher Tedaber Bnei Israel, and then the Shabbat Kotcho Be'Ahava In Chilanu, and then the Shabbat of his of his uh, distinction, his distinct distinguished Shabbat with love, he granted to us. In other words, it's not something that we bargained for; it's something that really was a present, a gift to us. And uh, there is a version that says "Behava Ubratson," as most people say today. Zikaron lemaase bereshit. Some people say today "Zecher lemaase bereshit," but this is zikaron, and "Zecher lemaase bereshit" is the pasuk. But zikaron is more is more um, in line with uh, rabbinic Hebrew. Tehillah lemikra kodesh. Given that this is the beginning of 
all the holidays, in other words, it's the first holiday we were given before Pesach, before Sukkot, we were given Shabbat. And it's the first one when, when uh, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu describes Ele Hashem Kodesh. Uh, and this is uh, I'm sorry, Zikaron Le Ma'asab Rashid is actually the formula we all say and now I was confused because now we use the word to follow the language of the Pasuk this is a commemoration of Isiat Misraim and we have two things I would just want to point out very briefly that this touches upon Ma'asab Rashid and Ma'asab Rashid that's the point of Shabbat. In other words, we, we commemorate Bore Olam created the reality. That's Maaseh Bereshit is the creator. But we also commemorate Bore Olam is the one who supervises it, who guides it, who uh, who directs history to a certain direction. That is Yesiat Misraim. As you have uh, selected us and, and distinguished us from all nations, and you distinguish Shabbat with love and ratzon and will and willingly or, or or for our own sake in haltanu you have granted to us so maybe that's why ratzon is a formula that was uh, mistaken the first time around because you have ubratzon the second time also Shabbat blessing you are Hashem the one who sanctifies who distinguishes the Shabbat. One other note, according to uh, some Mekubalim, and this has become a custom, albeit not in uh, in people who follow, definitely not Harambam, uh, not in some communities, and not in follow people who follow Rabbi Eliyahu from Vilna, the Gra, who in halachic matters always sided with Harambam for the most part. So th- there is a couple of words here that are omitted by by some Kubalim, um, and these words are um, and the reason for omitting those words is so that the count of these words uh, gets to 70. Of course, Harambam would, uh, would not agree with this at all. And I personally make a point to even say these words a little louder. Uh, one more thing you don't see here is that you don't see that the person needs to stand for the Kiddush. In fact, if you follow Hilchot Berachot, and uh, when Hesevu, when when you have the the situation in which one person can say Berachah for everyone, the fact pattern described by the Mishnah is Hesevu, is that people are sitting down, and from that also the Gaon Vilna said that um, people should be sitting down for Kiddush so that they are actually Yosei the Hova from the one person saying the Kiddush. According to Almam, it doesn't seem to matter as much, but just wanted to throw it out there. This is the formula of the Havdalah. Blessing you are Hashem, our Lord, the Eternal King, the one who separates between the sacred and the not sacred, that's Hol, between light and darkness, that is what happened on the first day to which we are going. We're departing from Shabbat to the first day, which in a way commemorates the first day of creation, or the first, let's call it the first uh, stage of creation. When Israel lagoim, again, and the, the one who also distinguishes between Am Israel and the rest of the nations. As you'll notice nowadays, most people say Ben Israel laamim, not lagoim, but this is what the word was. Maybe it was offensive to some and they changed it to La'amim. And 
And so too, just like he distinguished between all of these things and separated between these things, he also did so between the seventh day and the rest of the and the days It's not just of of uh, of God, I believe, but it's rather the six days in which we are commanded right? Uh, blessing you are, Hashem, Hamavdil, the one who distinguishes, who differentiates between the sacred and the non-sacred. In other words, something becomes sacred by virtue of Hashem determining that it should be different than everything else. The, the, the main time at which to sanctify, to, to make it clear that this day is different is at the beginning of the day, which is the night, Friday night. If a person did not do Kiddush at night, he didn't do the Kiddush with that formula we said in Al-Habet, whether this was uh, unwittingly or willingly, the person still has the entirety of the Shabbat in which to do Kiddush. And so if a person did not do Havdalah at night, Saturday night, he should do so on Sunday morning. And if he didn't do it on Sunday, he can still do it. He can still remind or make a statement about how Shabbat is different from the rest of the week through Wednesday, through the end of Wednesday. But the one difference is you don't say other than Mosai Shabbat. Hamam does not say that you do not say here. And, uh, and that might be because you can always say it's just a beracha on smelling something. It's forbidden for a person to eat or to drink wine, pay attention to drink wine, from the moment that Shabbat begins and until he does Kiddush. In other words, as soon as Friday enters, I'm not allowed and prohibited to eat anything until I do Kiddush. So too, after Shabbat, after Mosai Shabbat, it's forbidden to eat or, or drink or to do any melacha, anything that's forbidden to do on Shabbat, or to, to taste anything. It's not lechol, is even to, to eat something less than kezait or te'ayma uh, until I have done havdalah. So back to the last halacha, if a person wants to wait until Wednesday to Havdalah, that's fine, but they cannot eat until then. However, in both of these cases, that's the way the Magin Mishnah explains it, in both of these cases, for the Kiddush and for Havdalah, it's permissible to drink water before. So for Harambam, you may Friday night before Kiddush, you may drink water. You don't need to refrain from drinking water. A person forgot or purposely ate or drank before doing Kiddush or before doing Havdalah. This does not invalidate the Havdalah and he should do so after having eaten. Now, so all of this was Min HaTorah. All of this was the, the elaboration, the application of the Mitzvah. Now, we come to a few other, a few incremental Requirements Hachamim added to this mitzvah midivre sofarim. Midivre sofarim lekadesh al hayayin uladir al hayayin. So Hachamim required that this kiddush that we do in this havdalah that we do, we do it over a cup of wine. Even though uh, we've we've done already, we've said a statement that Tachon Antanu 
in the Amidah Arvit of Mosai Shabbat, that seemingly is a statement that fulfills the Mitzvah of Dalah, still Hachamim require that the person does Havdalah on the kos, on the, on, on, on the cup of wine. However, as soon as a person says, makes any statement as simple as it can be, even these three words, Hamavdil, uh, Ben, sorry, four words, uh, sorry, three words, Ben Kodesh Lehol, without Hamavdil. If he says Ben Kodesh Lehol, that is the most minimum statement, and that is enough to be able to start doing Melacha even before having Havdalah on wine. And then the order for doing the Adalah is to say the wine first, and, and afterwards, sorry for the Kiddush, you say Hagefen first, and then you do the Kiddush, which we said the formula on Alchabet. And Alchabet is like Bet Hillel against Bet Shammai. You don't do Netilat Yadaim until you've done, until you've done um, uh, Kiddush. How should this uh, Kiddush be made? A person should take any cup that can uh, can contain Revi'ait, Revi'ait, as we said several times. It's just over two and a half ounces, according to Harambam. Just over two and a half ounces, 75 milliliters, not like Shi'ur Kos of... Uh, of uh, of the Rav Haim Nae, um, definitely not, not like Kos Male of uh, Hazon Ish, two and a half ounces, which is very manageable. And uh, it tells you a little bit about how much alcohol they drank back in the day. Then a person needs to wash it from the inside and rinse it from the outside. Fill it with wine. Uh, implying that you fill the whole thing with wine. It doesn't need to have exactly the Revi'ait of wine. If it has Revi'ait minus 1%, that, that's probably fine. Then hold it on with the right hand. Then lift it from the surface on which you are eating. Back in the day, they used to eat on the floor, and then they'd bring the Shulchan, as we'll see in Ilchot Hamesu Masan. On Pesach, we, we do something different about that. But if you're doing it with a table, then at least one tefah from the table so that you are lifting, you are making a statement, a, a, a visual statement with the cup, you are lifting that cup, at least one tefah. You should not help it, aid it with the left hand, which might mean don't fill it up till the top, because otherwise it's going to spill. And then do the kiddush that we mentioned before. It's a common minhag all throughout Am Israel to start with Parashat Vaychulu Hashamayim Ve'aret. Ve'acharkach mevarech aleyayin. Then say the Berachah of Agefen. Ve'acharkach mekadesh and the Kiddush. Ve'shotem milolugmav. And then the person saying the Kiddush needs to drink milolugmav, which is as much as one cheekful of of drink of liquid. Umashkekom ve'dehavura. Then he should give. He should share with anyone joining in that meal. Ve'acharkach noteliyadav. After everyone has drunk a little bit. They, not everyone needs to drink Melolugmav. There, is, there isn't enough in one Revi'ait for more than one Melolugmav. Melolugmav is just under Revi'ait. And then the, the person doesn't need to let then Hamosi, and then he eats. 
a kiddush must be on the same place at which the meal is taking place. Kesad, how so? Lo yekadesh bevayit zevi yochal bevayit ahel. A person should not do kiddush in one house or in one room and then eat in another room. Avanim kiddush bezavit zo, chel bezavit shenia. However, within the same room, one may do kiddush in one corner by one corner and then eat by another corner. Ve'lama mekadeshim bevetakeneset. And why is there a custom in some places, and we see it in several stories in the Gemara, that they used to do kiddush in the Beta Knesset? Because of the travelers who did not live, dwell in that city, and Batekenesiot normally served also as they had Beddira, as we saw in the last chapter. They had a place for, for the Hazan, either for himself or to distribute to others who are traveling, and they'd live there. Uh, this does not come to contradict the halachot that we studied in the Chotan Muturah, that one may not eat uh, in, in, in Beta Knesset. This is not in Beta Knesset, it's in the Betirah of Beta Knesset. And because of the people who come there, the travelers that come there and eat there, and there is a Sauda there, that's why do, they do Kiddush there. It doesn't mean that according to Harambam, you should do Kiddush if there is no Sauda in the Bet Knesset, or that you should do Kiddush if there are no people who are staying there and eating. So this is just if you have orhim that are eating and drinking, then you do Kiddush in Beta Knesset. Very important halacha. What if you desire bread more than wine? You don't, you don't feel like having wine, or wine gives you headaches, or you're having antibiotic or something. You don't want to have wine. Or you don't have wine. saying a person may do not and say hamosi and say the kiddush over the bread. Um kadesh and then do kiddush. And after doing Kiddush, he eats that bread. And a person should not do Havdala, however, on bread. It can only be made on liquid. And this is not only wine, as we are going to see in, in a bit. Um, just one thing that I do for myself, if I don't find wine that is not Mevushal, in other words, wine that is Ra'oi Lenasech, then... Given that that wine, according to Harambam, is not fit for Kiddush, I usually try to do Kiddush over bread, unless I'm invited somewhere and it's going to offend the hosts. Uh, but that, that's... Uh, for Harambam, a person may choose, may opt for bread over wine. If a person forgot to do Kiddush on the wine, uh, the night of Shabbat, and then he, he, he forgot, he was too tired from the week, and then he doesn't eat a dime, and he's about to eat bread, and he's like, oh, I didn't do Kiddush. So he shouldn't do now on the wine, he didn't eat a dime already, he should do it over the bread. And this is to be consistent with the, the opinion of Bet Hillel, that you first do Kiddush and then not eat a dime. It's also a misva, it's also a, a, a very strong recommendation by Hachamim, a very praiseworthy thing to do also during the day, a beracha over the wine on, on the daytime before having the second meal. This is what Hachamim called in the Gemara in Masechet Pesachim, the great Kiddush, it's a... It's a euphemism because it's not really very great. It's very short. You just say the beracha of hagefen. Mevarech boreferi hagefen. You say the beracha of boreferi hagefen bilvad veshote, and then drinks, and that's all that it takes for the day. You don't need to say any pesukim. You don't need to say any formulation other than that. 
ואחר כך יצאו לידיו לסעוד, and then the person doesn't let a diamond eat, ואסור לו לידם שיטעום כלום קודם שיקדש, and it's forbidden for a person to taste anything also before saying the kiddush of the day. וגם קידוש זה לא יהיה אלא במקום סעודה, and this kiddush also needs to be made in the same place as the סעודה is being had. הלכה י"א, יש לו לאדם לקדש על הכוס ערב שבת מעוד יום, it's permissible for a person to do kiddush before שבת, before שבת has begun, before sunset. on the wine, in other words, Friday afternoon. This is very relevant for places like where Harambam come from, Spain, where sometimes sunset is late at night. And so too the person can do Havdalah before it becomes night time. However, remember, this is still Shabbat. You may not do Melacha, but you may do the Havdalah before Shabbat ends. שמצוות זכירה, because the מצווה of זכור, לאומרה בין בשעת כניסתו וסיעתו, בין כל משעה זו ומעט, you can fulfill that מצווה of making a statement about the distinction of the Shabbat, whether on Shabbat itself or a little bit before that, that's also okay. הלכה י"ב, מי שהיה אוכל בערב שבת וקדש עליו היום והוא בתוך הסעודה, פורז מפה על השולחן ומקדש. What happens if you are in the middle of a meal Friday afternoon and then sun, the sun sets and you are still eating, so you have to set up a, a מפה, you have to set up a, a, a tablecloth to signify this is now a separate meal and actually a more distinguished one, and then you do kiddush וגומר סעודתו and then you finish ואחר כך מברך ברכת המזון, and then you do ברכת המזון. The חידוש here is that you don't do ברכת המזון before doing קידוש. היה אוכל בשבת, ויעשה השבת והוא בתוך סעודתו. Now let's say Saturday afternoon, סעודה שלישית, you are eating, and then שבת ends, it's night time, and then you're still eating, גומר סעודתו. Same thing, you continue, you finish eating your meal, you don't need to do anything, ונוטל ידיו, ומברך ברכת המזון על הכוס. Then you do מים אחרונים, you say ברכת המזון over wine, like is advised to do in הלכות ברכות. ואחר כך מבדיל עליו, and then you do הבדלה over the same cup that you use for ברכת המזון, you don't need a second cup for it. ואם היה בתוך השתייה, פוסק ומבדיל, ואחר כך חוזר לשתייתו. However, if you're not in the middle of a meal, but you're rather just drinking, you're having a symposium, which we described in הלכות ברכות. then you have to stop, you have to do Avdalam, and then you continue drinking, because there is nothing otherwise that will tell that the Avdalah is something uh, different. הלכה י"ג, היה אוכל וגמר אכילתו עם הכנסת שבת, מברך בקת המזון דחילה ואחר כך בקת של כושני. If a person was eating and then he finishes eating as Shabbat is coming with sunset, so he hasn't done בקת המזון and then the sunset, Then he should say ברכת המזון, מברך ברכת המזון תחילה, ואחר כך מקדש על כל שני, and then he should do kiddush over a second cup, not the same cup that's used for ברכת המזון. Because this is something that was not done during Shabbat. So it's, it's a totally different, you really want to make a distinction between the ברכת המזון belonging to the meal from before Shabbat and the kiddush that comes afterwards. ולא יברך ויקדש על כוס אחד שאין עושין שתם לסעוד בכוס אחד, and unlike the situation of the סעודה שלישית, here you should not do the ברכה and the קידוש over the same cup, as you should not do two מצוות over the same cup. שמצוות קידוש ומצוות ברכת המזון, שתם מצוות של התורה הן, because these two are מצוות from the Torah. הלכה י"ד, אין מקדשין אלא ליין הראוי לנסח על גבי המזבח, now we come to the הלכה of uh, what wine you can use for קידוש, you can only use wine, and everyone agrees with this, This is a halakha uh, pesuka. You can only use wine 
that is worthy of being offered on the Mizbeah. That is the, the, the quality standard of the wine that you should use. Lefichach, therefore, imnit arev bodevash oseor. If inside that wine there was any amount of uh, honey, I'm going to translate our days, or sugar, or seor, or any kind of uh, leavening agents, even if this is in one, if, if this is one drop in a large havit, in large uh, container of wine, havit, everyone translates as a barrel. It's really not a barrel. It's it's more like the ceramic vessel that uh, that uh, that you find in archaeological sites. You should not do kiddush on it. This is the way that we. Uh, that we are more that we tell people to act throughout the Ma'arav, throughout the the West. However, some people in the East say that you may say Kiddush on it. And he says that the only uh, exclusion by the statement of uh, a wine that must be worthy, must be fit for the Mizbeah, just to exclude wine that smells bad or is was left exposed, which renders uh, the wine forbidden to drink because of mashkim uh, or if it was boiled. So again, boiled, which I'd argue includes pasteurized, includes... Uh, is, is, is agreed by, by everyone that this is not ra'oy l'nasech al gabi ha'mizbeach she'en mekadeshin al ehad mehem for you should not do kiddush on any of this uh, now Shuhan Aruch does permit doing kiddush over these wines I just want to point that out but I also want to point out that it's not a very internally consistent opinion because this same standard of ra'oy l'nasech al gabi ha'mizbeach is the standard we use for setam yinam and for Yain Nesech, as we are going to see in Hilchot Machalot Asurot. And uh, so what ends up happening is, people nowadays say that if a wine is posterized, is mevushal for the context of that if a goy serves it, it's uh, permissible to drink from it. However, so which, which would mean that it's not Raul However, at the same time, they say that it's also fit for Kiddush. So this is a little bit inconsistent and... Uh, just uh, thinking about this objectively, you shouldn't be able to have your cake and eat it too. So it's either posterization is not bishul, or bishul is not posel milenasech, or if a goy touches it, it should also become forbidden. A wine that tastes like vinegar, it's already getting spoiled. Even if it continues smelling like wine, also too, shemarim is the leftovers of the wine, the the, the 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 grapes after the alcohol was extracted from them. So they used to have lower quality wine come from those shemarim. It's like the second round of the wine. Uh, if uh, if you add water to this shemarim, even if they taste like wine, you should not do kiddush on them. When are we saying that you should not do kiddush on uh, diluted wine of this water that was added to the shemarim after the actual wine was taken? This is all when 
with the shemarim, in the shemarim there, there is always some wine left. So let's say you 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 have the shemarim on that filter or whatever, laying on, on a filter. Imagine you have the bottle underneath that's going to receive all the liquids. Then you pour onto the shemarim, let's say three quarters of a raviyat of water, and then lo and behold. What you end up with under the filter, as the water goes through, it also draws some of the wine that was embedded in the shemarim. And then lo and behold, you end up with one full raviyat of liquid. So that means that three quarters were water, but one quarter was actual wine that was still stored in those shemarim. So that's fine. So long as you have any ratio that is greater than one to four, that is called yain mazug. And you can do kiddush for it, according to Harambam, if you take pure wine, you can have 25% pure wine and 75% water, and that is fine for Kiddush. Let me preview also, it's also fine for Rabbi Akosot. And anyone who struggles to remain sober during the night of Pesach should consider mixing their pure wine with three quarters of water. Halachat <clears throat> zain. Once a cup is stated from, even if I have a huge cup, the cup that, that has room for many raviyot, if I drink a little bit from it, I can no longer use this wine for Kiddush. This needs to be a wine that was served specifically for Kiddush. So if someone else drank for, for, for a different purpose or for another Kiddush, I can no longer use the entirety of the liquid that's inside that cup. As opposed to halacha tetvav, if a wine smells like vinegar but tastes like wine, you can still do kiddush on it. What we care about is the flavor. So too, wine that's mixed diluted with water. Also, you can do wine from raisins, raisin wine. This probably has a name. I don't know what the name is for raisin wine. You can do kiddush for over raisin wine. However, the, the, these raisins need to be moist enough. They cannot be so dry that if you were to press them, there wouldn't be any, any goo oozing from them. There needs to be some, mo some mo moisture trapped in them. They cannot be fully, fully dry. Also, wine that was freshly squeezed, in other words, what we call today grape juice, you may do kiddush on it. Uh, grape juice of today has a different problem, which is it's, it's mevushal. And the bishul of grape juice might be more fatal than the bishul of wine because not only is it mevushal, which renders it pasul according to Harambam, but also it stops the process of fermentation and freezes it at the grape juice stage. Which means this is not yain hadash. This is not wine that hasn't had time to age and it's fresh from. This is is never going to become wine. And a person is allowed to take a bunch of grapes and and uh, and squeeze them and have from that freshly squeezed grape juice kiddush uh, on that spot. If a city has the majority of its alcohol. It's shechar. Shechar is uh, is is something that's not wine. Is any other kind of liquor, and and it's not. So if if uh, liquors are more popular than wine in a certain city, even though you may not use them for kiddush, you may do you may do havdala over it because this is considered 
the, the the liquor of that of that city it's as if it were the wine of the city and <clears throat> if i were to translate it to our days beer is far more popular than wine in in most places in the united states um i'm not sure about california but i suspect it's the same and uh even in the napa valley and uh, then you may use beer for haftala כשם שמקדשים בלילי שבת ומבדילים במוסאי שבת, כך מקדשים בלילי ימים טובים ומבדילים במוסאיהם ומוסאי יום הכיפורים. Just like you do kiddush on the night of Shabbat, and you do havdala after Shabbat, so too you should do kiddush the night of Yom Tov, and have havdala at the end of Yom Tov, and also at the end of Yom HaKippurim. שכולם שבתות השם, for all of them are considered שבתות השם, the pasuk says, מלבד שבתות אדוני. ומבדילים במוסאי ימים טובים לחולו של המועד, and then you should also do havdala. You should also do havdala. Mosae uh, yom tov that leads to cholamoid. Although cholamoid is mikra e kodesh, you still do havdala between yom tov and cholamoid. Well, mosae shabbat le yom tov, and also from mosae shabbat to yom tov. Although you are going from kodesh to kodesh, you you do havdala to really distinguish the shabbat from any other day. However, there's no Abdallah from Yom Tov to the Shabbat because you're going to a more distinguished day, not a less distinguished one. This is the formula for the Kiddush of Yom Tov. Blessing you are Hashem, our Lord, the Eternal King, the one who has sanctified us or distinguished us from all nations and, and halted us from all languages, from all speaking uh, traditions. He has chosen us, he has, he has made us great, aggrandized us, Rasabanu, he, he, he wanted us, he favored us, Vaifa'arenu, and he glorified glorified us. Vatitenlanu, and now we switch to the second person. Vatitenlanu Adonai Elohenu Behava, and you have given us Hashem our Lord lovingly, Muadim Simha, holidays so that we may rejoice in them. Hagimuz Manimis Hasan. Festivities and times in which to commemorate uh, this uh, Yom Tov, the one that was called Kodesh in the Torah, then you mention whichever holiday, again, as applicable, we don't repeat Mikrai Kodesh according to Harambam, lovingly, and also for us to recall, to remember, to commemorate. The exiting of Misraim, in other words, God's supervision of mankind and specifically of Am Israel. Because you have uh, chosen us and you have sanctified us from all other nations. And the, the times of uh, that you consider distinct, in Haltanu, through happiness and rejoicement and, and joy, you have uh, granted to us. In other words. You have given us times in which we are happy and rejoice. Baruch Atah Hashem, blessing you are Hashem. Mekadesh Israel v'azemanim, the one who sanctifies, who distinguishes Israel, the nation of Israel, and certain times. Ve'im haliyot b'shabbat, mazkir ha-shabbat v'chotem kadesh chotem b'tefilah, mekadesh ha-shabbat v'israel v'azemanim, and if it's Shabbat, you should also mention Shabbat and have the same ending as you have in the tefilah, the one who sanctifies or distinguishes Shabbat, and the Jewish people, and certain times. Halachakaf, 
on Rosh Hashanah you say uh, after beginning the Beracha, and you have given us, you have uh, gifted us, God our Lord, lovingly, this uh, Yom Tov, the one that was called Kodesh, this one of the, the one that is Yom Zikaron, a day of recalling Zichron Teruah a day in which uh, we recall through the Teruah, through the blowing of the Shofar, uh, lovingly, Zechar Lisi at Misraim, again as commemoration of Yisiat Misraim. Kivanu Bahar Tartanu Kedash Amikol Amin, same as before, Udvarcha Emet Vikayim Ra'ad, and your word, your statements, your things are forever uh, real and and uh, and established and, and stable. Baruch Atah Hashem, Melech Al Kol Ha'Ares, blessing you are Hashem, the one who is king over all the land. By the way, this is why I always translate Melech Ha'Olam as the eternal king. If you wanted to say that Hashem is the king of the world, you would say Melech Al Kol Ha'Ares. You wouldn't say Melech Ha'Olam. So Melech Ha'Olam really means the eternal king. It's a statement of time not a statement of geography. Melech al is a statement of geography, the one who is king over all the land. Mekadesh Israel, the one who sanctifies or distinguishes Israel, the Yom HaZikaron, and the day of recalling. If this falls on Shabbat, you also add Shabbat in there like before. Just like we do it on the tefillah itself as well. On the night of Yom Tov, you also do Kiddush on the wine like Shabbat. And if you don't have wine or prefer bread, you can do so on bread. And also during the day, you have Kiddush Rabbah just like you have on Shabbat. How do you do Beracha, the night of Yom Tov that falls on Mosai Shabbat? In other words, you should also do Avdala. Then you do the Kiddush of Yom Tov, as we said in Alacha Yotet. And then you do the difference is that in this Avdalah, you're going to end it a little differently. You will say, you will not say, but the one who separates between certain holidays from other holidays. And afterwards, we should also say Every single night of Yom Tov and also on Yom Kippurim, you add the Beracha of Shehiyanu. However, the seventh day of Pesach, you should not say Shehiyanu because the seventh day of Pesach, as opposed to the eighth day of Sukkot is not a separate holiday. It's a continuation of Pesach. It's the only holiday where the last Yom Tov follows from the first one. And you already said the beginning of Pesach. This is the order of Havdalah every Mosai Shabbat. First wine, then the smell, and then the, the, the fire. What beracha should you say on the fire? The one who creates uh, light coming from the fire, the one who, who creates uh, the, the light function of the fire. And then you should do Havdalah. In other words, the beracha of Amavdid ben Kodesh Lechol.
הלכה כ"ה, אינם מברכים על הנר עד שיאותו לאורו, ישוד נאצי ברכה בורא מאורי האש, until you have enjoyed a little bit from that light, and this explains the custom, which is a very ancient custom, it's not a custom of מקובלים, it comes from the גאונים, of looking, examining one's nails by the fire, to the fire of the, of the candle of Abdallah, the reason to do so is not because the can, the, 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 the nails might be dirtier because there is any mystical significance, but more practically speaking, so that you have some enjoyment, derive some benefit from that fire, and thereafter you say the Bilacham. This enjoyment is to be equivalent at least to being able to use that light to distinguish between two different coins. You should not say Beracha over a candle that was lit by Goyim, because normally if they gather around a candle, that means that this is for Avodah You should not say this Beracha over a candle that's for Avodah or for a dead person, because those are Asurim Bihana'a. Israel shehidlik mi Goy o Goy mi Israel mevarchin alav, you may say Beracha over a candle that was lit by a Jew or by a Goy. Goy mi Goy, but if a Goy lit from another Goy and then they bring that candle here, if the Israel was not involved in that lighting or transferring of the fire process, then you should not say Beracha over it. If a person is walking outside the city and then he sees from one of the windows a lit candle, can he say Beracha over it or not? If the majority of that city is going, he should not say if the majority are Yehudim, he should, because if the majority are going, we assume that that candle is for Avodah Zarah. A candle for, for, from a furnace or a, an oven or a, a, a um, stove, he should, at first, the initial uh, instruction is not to say Beracha over it. Why? Because we want a fire that is made not for heating or cooking, but rather for light. That is the point. It needs to be for light. Ha-gehalim, gehalim are coals. Im kashayachnis kesam benehem dolek me'elav mevarchin alehem. If they are lit enough so that if I put something it's going to to, to ignite, then you, should, you could say Beracha over them. Ur shalabet ha-midrash, a fire that is lit in the Bet ha-midrash, so it also needs to be for human use. If the Bet Midrash, if you only are lighting a fire there for the honor of Bet Hamidrash, that's not enough. That's not a good uh, fire to say Bracha for. So there needs to be a person, a particular person for whom this fire was lit. If there is somebody, Hazan, a supervisor that lives there, you may say Beracha over that fire because it's made for human use, for human light. And if you have any kind of fire that is like a lamp, something that's used really to, to make light over an entire room, that is the best kind of fire for Abdallah. This is not a misva that you have to go after and, uh, and, and, and really procure as much as you can. Rather, if you have the chance, you say beracha. If not, you don't say beracha. You shouldn't, you should definitely not uh, refrain from doing the rest of the havdalah because you are not finding a candle. If a fire was lit on Shabbat, 
again, it's a belacha, but it was done properly. It was done because of a permissible situation, like for example, for a hole or or or, or a woman giving birth. You may say beracha over that fire Mosai Shabbat. Ur shehuktah min aisim min havanim mevachim alav Mosai Shabbat shehi aita tehillat beriato bide adam. Also, fire that's not transmitted from another fire. Back in the day, it was very rare for a fire to be started from scratch. Think about this. They needed fire everywhere all the time. So they'd always have one fire that was lit somewhere and then they take from that fire. So he's saying here, even if you are just starting this fire for, for the first time by rubbing stones or wood together, you could still say beracha over it. And by the way, this is what Adam Harishon or, or any, any human being who may have started fire did it first. The, we are commemorating in a way human inventiveness on the fire. Human inventiveness begins after the seven days of Bereshit. That's when Bore Olam gives us the reign of the world and says, now you go and improve it. And, uh, and at some point, we must have started fire from nothing, so this is pretty appropriate. אבל אין מברכים עליו מוסאי יום הכיפורים, שם מברכים מוסאי יום הכיפורים, אלא על אור ששבת, אבל פי שהוטלק לחולה או לחייב ביום הכיפורים, מברכים עליו שהרי שבת מעבירה. But in, in, in יום כיפור, we require that this, this uh, fire be a fire that actually was lit a little bit through יום הכיפורים, and was not used, and over that kind of fire, or a fire taken from that fire, we may say ברכה of בורא מאורי האש על יום הכיפורים. הלכה כ"ח יום טוב שחל להיות באמצע השבת אומר בהבדלה המבדיל בין קודש לאכול ובין אור לחושך ובין ישראל לגויים ובין יום השביעי לששת ימי המעשה כדרך שאומר במוסאי השבת שסדר הבדלות הוא מונה. יום טוב that falls in the middle of the week should say the same הבדלה that said for שבת same exact formula however ואינו צריך לברך לא על הבשמים ולא על הנר you should not say doesn't need to say ברכה בשמים and should not say over the, the, the fire. And so too, he need not do besamim on Yom Kippur, although we do say if there is Ner Sheshavat. Why do we have, why did Hamim establish the custom of saying because the, the, the soul, the, the, the person is a little bit depressed because Shabbat is ending and the week is starting and the work week is starting and we want to start on a high note and happily. And that's why we try to lift our spirits by smelling a good smell, which increases uh, our spirits and brings us into a better mood. With this, we finish the 29th chapter. Tomorrow we'll do the last chapter of Ilkhot Shabbat.